College football talk in a moment with former Badger Brad Nortman on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, Jesse Nelson, and Brad Nortman in for Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton today when the mountains are blue at the AmFam Championship. You know what to do, Brad Nortman. Crush a Coors Light. And that's what Justin Leonard's got to be doing up in the clubhouse right oh. now. He is the leader at 10 under. Apparently, I'm told that's a course record at the AmFam Championship. Nobody has ever shot better than a 10 under in an individual round. Justin Leonard, have a Friday and a Coors Light. Celebrate an excellent day out at University Ridge. Very impressive. He is 10 under, course record. Paul Broadhurst at 7 under. Paul Stankowski, Steve Stricker among those tied at 6 under. Four strokes back of Leonard Stricker still out on the course. Got a couple holes left here this afternoon. For those that are out enjoying a magnificent Madison Friday at University Ridge Golf Course at one of our favorite events of the year, the AmFam Championship at U Ridge. 844-770-3776 is the number to get into the show. 844-770-3776. Again, Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman holding it down for you today on Rutledge and Hamilton. Alex G is our producer back in the Everlight Solar Studio in downtown Madison. What's happening? Want to talk some Badgers. As long as we have the guy that, you know, he hosts the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We might as well get into it a little bit because some big Badgers happenings yesterday, Brad. The Big Ten schedule model was unveiled, which I didn't really understand what we were doing with that until it came out. And you're like, oh, I get it now. Uh, And the opponents for the next two seasons were unveiled. So for those who missed it, no more is the East and West in the Big Ten Conference. Divisions will be gone starting in 2024. So this is the last year for the Badgers to secure a berth in the Big Ten Championship game. Got to go out the way they started it, right, Brad? Got to go out the way they started it by playing Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship, right? How fun would that be? Maybe maybe (laughs) end the game on a little roughing the punter penalty (laughs) and just really have it be poetic. (laughs) Legendary stuff. Brad, uh, you you were around that game once or twice. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, So... No more are the divisions. It will be the two best teams in the conference meeting in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game starting next year. The, of course, the conference expands from 12 to 14, I'm sorry, from 14 to 16 teams. Holy smokes. USC and UCLA are going to be part of it now. 16-team Big Ten Conference. So, with those changes come the rivalries that you want to make sure that we get Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern. All these games, uh, Iowa apparently gets three. Don't get me started on that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there are protected games for each team. So those are historic rivalries, geographic rivalries, competitive rivalries that the conference wanted to preserve. So for Wisconsin, the protected games are Wisconsin and Iowa and Wisconsin and Minnesota. Of course, that means... Wisconsin will not play Nebraska every year. So there goes that automatic win, am I right? (laughs) That's right. Rivalry no more, apparently. Even the Big Ten agrees. Yeah. Uh, Iowa gets three protected. They're the only team that has three protected games every year. They get get Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska as their protected games. Seems like some people are a little upset about that because... Let's not exactly describe in the grand pantheon of the Big Ten now with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC. That's not exactly murderer's row in the Big Ten that you're playing every single year if you're the Iowa Hawkeyes. All things considered, Brad Nortman, what did you make of the Badgers' schedule for the next two years? The dates aren't necessarily set yet, but the opponents are home and road. What would you make of what you saw yesterday unveiled by the Big Ten? Well, my first thought was this. 
I was, I was thinking myself ahead many years into the future, and if the good Lord blesses me with a son or a daughter that's interested in football, they're going to look up at me with those big eyes, and they're going to say, Dad, how did the Badgers go to so many Big Ten championship games back in the day? And we can't manage to get to one per decade, because that is what I think is going to happen. It is going to be incredibly hard for the, for the Badgers to make a Big Ten championship game, I think once a decade is what I'm expecting. It will take, and in once a decade, we have those teams. I was lucky to be a part of them. That happened a couple times in the 90s, once or twice in the 2010s, where it's like, look, the, the stars align, you have the right talent with the right quarterback, with the right coaches, and you contend for a Big Ten championship. Going forward, you will not have the cakewalk of backward, of going backdoor through the Big Ten Championship and going through some of the worst teams in the division. It's one thing to play those teams and have a good record. It's another thing completely to compete against all the rest of the teams for a one-versus-two slot to play in that game. So I'm thinking it's going to happen once a decade. And if we're doing that, it means that we're actually maintaining a pretty darn good program at that. My other thought was, you know, when we got the Luke Fickle hire, we got the transfers, and we start watching practice, and it's the spread out there, and there's a whole bunch of excitement, right? There's a whole bunch of energy. I was thinking to myself, we better hope that our optimism comes into fruition. Because if we put out products on the field that's been reflective of the last couple of seasons, or even just some of the normal down years that the Badgers have over the course of time, we're going to get it handed to us because this is it's it's no longer an easy route just to get to six wins to be bowl eligible or just to hang out near the top fourth of the Big Ten, which should be the Badgers' goal. It is much more challenging. You're adding in two very high-caliber opponents in USC and UCLA, which are only going to get better. In the NIL, they are going to keep on attracting very good talent, very good recruits, and good transfers. So those those will be now new top-tier teams to play. And you're going to have a harder time getting to the Big Ten Championship game. So we, we made the right decision hiring Fickle, turning the page, new chapter, new era for the Wisconsin Badger football team. Because darn it, we're going to need it. And, and it becomes a, a stark reality when you remind yourself that you just can't, you just can't go there and you can't go to the Big Ten Championship win and, and win eight games. And you're going to be playing the likes of at USC and UCLA. And... Alabama is your non-conference. Hello, Crimson Tide. <laughs> wow. Are we going to hold a sign saying we want Bama? <laughs> well, I mean, at college game day? Whether we want them or not, we yeah, got we them got in 2024. Them. So, so it's a, it is a tough... And look, I'm, I'm glad that the protected games were Iowa and Minnesota. That mm-hmm. was totally appropriate. I love those rivalries. They, they addressed what we've been feeling for how many years that the Nebraska game is not a rivalry, and they disposed of that, in, in my opinion. So, it's um, look, it's going to make it way more exciting. I'm excited to watch mm-hmm. college football. There's going to be a whole lot less of, uh, you know, below-average opponents at an 11 o'clock kickoff on, you know, Big Ten Network 2. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm happy for that. I'm happy for the Badgers in that way. They're bigger, bigger games, bigger showcases, and um, a bigger audience. A lot to dive into from what Brad Nortman just said. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman, Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. 844-770-3776 is the number to get into the show. 844-770-3776. Again, uh, when you look at who the Badgers play in 2024, Alabama is oh. one of the non-conference teams that's coming to Camp Randall Stadium next year. Then the Badgers go to Tuscaloosa the following year. Iowa on the road, Michigan on the road, Nebraska on the road, USC on the road. 
Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, which are not rollover teams by any means. No. That's all on the schedule, not this coming year, but the year after. So for Coach Fickle and the crew that's putting this whole thing together, revitalizing the program this year, I mean, it's not easy this year either, but looking ahead to next season, that is going to be a true test of where the Badgers stand in the grand scheme of college football's pantheon with the teams coming into the Big Ten, with the teams that are on that schedule, and quite frankly, whether you feel it's balanced or imbalanced based on who Iowa has to play every year with their protected games and who Wisconsin gets in their protected games, and more importantly, who they don't have in their protected games, this is going to be really interesting to see if Wisconsin can keep up. And you're saying that you're worried about that because... It's not the West anymore. There are no divisions anymore. It's going to be suddenly now just you got to be in that top two, and if you're not there, you don't get to go to Indy. I I always wondered where Wisconsin stacked up to the rest of the Big Ten because you could go a couple of years without playing Ohio State or Michigan, and maybe you just play one or two of those really good you know, annual top-tier opponents. We're going to find out real quickly, especially in 24-25, where the Badgers stack up. And boy, I hope we have our chin straps buckled mm-hmm. up tight for the for the Crimson Tide and for the Trojans. And I like it. I like it. We we should invite that. We should want that as a university to be in that spotlight and to be challenged that way. Because I mean, as a player, I didn't like it when you know guys would joke about, oh yeah, it's Wisconsin versus Illinois on uh, eleven o'clock kickoff. Yep. You know, snooze fest. I don't want that. The I mean, SPNU, Big Ten Network. That's plus. right. That's right. Yep. So. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's exciting, but my expectations have gone a little bit down now that I actually see the reality of what each season is going to look like. Jeff and Janesville on the text line, 844-770-3776. At least we dodged the bullet with Northwestern off the schedule. <laughs> uh, at Northwestern, yeah. okay, maybe that, a, few, a couple fewer trips to Evansville or Evanston. <laughs> not, not the worst thing for a historically tough place for Wisconsin to go and win. Literally. I, I would rather take Bam at home than at, at Northwestern. <laughs> Uh, Ryan and Madison uh, chimes in 844-770-3776. Coach Fick will change the narrative. Do you believe that, Brad? Do you believe that Coach Fick is not only going to change the narrative that Wisconsin is that next tier, but that they are capable of consistently getting back to finishing top two and going toe-to-toe with Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Penn State in that Big Ten title game? Look, I think that I think he will. I, I think that we're going to have a better chance with him than we would with anybody else. I just don't think it's going to happen at the same clip that it was throughout the 20, 2010s, just simply because of how challenging it is to get in there. And... Look, what what would be a good amount per decade? And I would say if you can get to if you can get to 3, that is an absolutely outstanding decade for Wisconsin football. To get to 3 Big 10 championship games. I I expect one and two is kind of the in between where it's like okay, we we are a contending program, but it's not year in and year out. The other good thing is you know, when you're making a, a college football playoff push to be in those top 12 teams, I think you're actually going to have an easier way to do it because you're going to be playing top caliber teams all year. The The committee's not going to look at the Badgers and be like, well, we just don't know. They haven't played anybody. You will know. You will know whether the Badgers have it or not in any given year. So uh, give me one per year, and I think if I think if they're getting to three or more, you, you, that's about as, as much as you could possibly See, hope for. That is fascinating. And, and look... I know Rutledge and Hamilton typically don't go about things the way that Wilde and Tausch do 9 to New, where they do fill-in-the-blank questions. That's not something that really happens. They like their Iron Jock poll questions. You know what? They're not here, though. So maybe we'll do an Iron Jock fill-in-the-blank question. (laughs) 
I got to figure out how exactly we're going to word this based on what you just said, Brad. So we'll workshop this during the break. But uh, the minimum amount of Big Ten championship appearances is blank for the Badgers to have a successful decade. I like that. I like and I'm that. curious what fans will say, given no divisions, mm-hmm. given the difficulty it will be with the teams that are coming in to continually get to a Big Ten championship game. What was that answer over the last decade? What would you say? They've been to, what, five? Uh, so yeah. I'd say, I'd say five, 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 yeah, five felt about right. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say, four or five. So we'll see if we, we'll see what people say to this now. I think the narrative, not the narrative is going to change. I think the expectations will change. Right. Just given the layout of what the division looks, or the conference looks like. Curious, you can weigh in on this. 844-770-3776. How many Big Ten championship games do the Badgers have to make in the next 10 years in order for you to say that it's been a successful decade for the Wisconsin football program. No divisions, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, fair game. Doesn't matter if you're in the East or the West or whatever time zone. They're in every one of them now. Doesn't matter. Just got to be in the top two in the conference, and it's going to be tougher, as Brad says, for the Badgers to get into that Big Ten championship game. 844-770-3776. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. When the mountains are blue, Brad Norman, you know what to do. Crush a Coors Light. And that is what a lot of fans are doing here at the AmFam Championship at University Ridge Golf Course. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton out, Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman in. Alex G is our producer in the Everlight Solar Studio. He leads us in a round of throwing stones. That's next on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Hit it! Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, Jesse Nelson, and former Badger Brad Nortman live at the 2023 AmFam Championship. Steve Stricker still out on the course. He's still golfing, Brad, and he's still got a chance to try and match the course record set earlier today in round one by Justin Leonard, 10 under par on day one at the AmFam Championship. What a day. Beautiful out here at University Ridge Golf Course. If you haven't had a chance to get out here ever, this weekend is the time to do it. It's going to be beautiful, especially tomorrow. Come on out, enjoy it, catch the celebrity foursome. Your guys, Derek Jeter, Michael Mm. Phelps going to be part of that thing. Of course, the legend Andy North going to be in on that. Come on out, check it out tomorrow. Zach Johnson's the next Ryder Cup captain. He'll be participating tomorrow. Going to be outstanding afternoon and morning here at University Ridge. Tickets are available at amfamchampionship.com. It's where you can find all the information on the tournament. We love being here. It's one of our favorite days of the year when all of our shows all day long get to hang out at University Ridge, catch up with some of our friends, and talk about how many strokes we would need to try and beat Steve Stricker <laughs> in a round of 18. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman, uh, love the responses coming in on the ESPN Wisconsin Talk and Text Line, 844-770-3776. Fill in the blank question going up on the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter feed. We'll call it the Iron Jock Fill in the Blank question as opposed to the iron jock poll question uh, on twitter at jim and matt uh the badgers will have a successful decade if they reach blank big 10 championship games brad says three right three three is that in yes here if we're going with the tiers again Mm -hmm. one is my expectation Mm -hmm. i expect it to at least happen once Mm-hmm. Two, I would say, okay, it's a bit better than expected. If we go to three, 
three, I would say that was a, a successful decade for Wisconsin football. Looking back at it being like, you know what, that decade was like the 90s. Mm-hmm. That decade was like the couple of years we went to three straight Rose Bowls. So that's what I would say if we want to look back and say that was an absolutely successful decade, one that we're going to remember for a long time, three. We will get to some of your responses at 844-770-3776. Keep texting them in. Keep sharing them with us on Twitter at Jim and Matt. But first, Alex G. in the Everlight Solar Studio going to lead us in a round of Throwing Stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. What's happening? I'm rocking and rolling back here in the Everlight Studios, and uh, I've been going through, I've been reading on my phone, been finding the weirdest things I can from the internet the past couple days. Oh, oh great. Yikes. To to you. Uh, and today, we were, we were trending on Twitter, not we, I should say, but Flex Friday was trending on Twitter, where people were <laughs> taking pictures and videos of themselves flexing in mirrors and getting hyping themselves up for a great weekend. Um, do you think that it's it's toxic or silly to just flex and, and post pictures of it uh, on, on the internet? I'll start with you, Brad. Yeah, way too much vanity for me. Way too much. I don't know who's actually interested in that. Like, Because you put things out there because you think, hey, the people following me might have some interest in seeing this. I can speak for all of your followers. We do not want to see that. So, too much vanity for me. Leave that off of my social media or I'm unfollowing you. Well, maybe not all the followers. Depends on who some of your followers are. There's definitely some people that I'm sure, if you're following along with Brad Nortman, Alex Strofe, and they're flexing in the mirror on a Flex Friday, they'd be like, ah. Oh, Alex Strofe's flexing right now. I guess maybe I do want to see that. I'll take a peek. Uh, I would say that no. uh, I, I, I think it's ridiculous. But as someone who would not be proud to flex in a mirror if you got it might as well <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> i'm jealous like yeah all right good good on all of you like there's a lot of these golfers here today at the amfam championship they're in better shape than i am well, if you want to flex and you want to show off the guns you want to show off the six-pack go for it have at it i guess if you put in all that work you might as well get a little bit of a payoff what is the point if of that is doing all the, like if uh, artists always bath me I'm going to go through all the work of painting a picture in my own private space, and then I'm just going to put it on my wall for no one to see. Or I'm going to put it in the closet and be like, maybe it'll come out someday. If you're going to go through the work of of fine-tuning an art, at least let some people enjoy it. Sculpting sculpting one's body is artwork? Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's why I'm not an artist. I play play piano, and that's my art form. Uh, Gee, what do you got next? So a nighttime DJ has made it his goal to visit every country in the world and quote he ran out of countries so he purchased an 11 acre plot in california near san diego and he named it after his show slow jamistan if you could purchase and name your own country this doesn't sound real it is real they are they have 13 countries that have honored the passport of Slow Jamistan, and he is the sultan of that country. You're telling a nighttime DJ bought acres in California and named it Slow Jamistan. I imagine there's a lot of family money in this, but (laughs) either way, if you could buy your own country, what would you name it, and what title would you give yourself, Jesse Nelson? Uh, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
I do love being a sultan, uh, but also a uh, king. I think, you know, if you establish a monarchy, if it's my country, like, I figure, like, there's a little uh, you know, hubris that uh, could be lost there. Um, it, so I'd want to be the king. Uh, what do I want to call Jesseville, Nelsonville. I've never considered what I would do if I actually owned a country. Um, uh, I'm stuck on the Nellistan type thing now. Uh, Nelsonburg, Nelsonburg, like Nelsonburg. Luxembourg. That's pretty good. Yeah, because it's small. It kind of you know, be inspired by one of the great European countries. Nelsonburg is what I'll go with. Wow. Um, okay, I'm gonna call mine Nortland. <laughs> Northland, okay. Northland. Pretty. That's a that's You're a pretty a lot easy easier one. for you. Northland. Easier for you. And I'm gonna give myself the title of Czar. Czar is. I, good. I'm not even sure oh, I know what a czar is. Man, I never. Not often I walk C-Z-A-R. away. C Z A R. Yes, but there's like multiple. You can go T S A R if you feel like it. Okay. Uh, C Z A R is the fun way to go. What's a, what is a czar? Is it just another word for just ruling? I think it's like a king, but I mean, because it was often in like old like Russia, I think it's just considered more like uh, ruling like, with an iron fist. Because though, aren't don't some coaching staffs have like, oh no, he's just like our offensive czar, right? Like almost like a like an X Factor expert. Czar is almost over the years, it's taken the place of guru. Yes, uh, yes. But I guru think ba- if you go back to the older days, a czar would be more of a like tyrannical leader ah. than a king would be. T- tyrannical that leaves a bad taste in my sure mouth. Does. I'm not sure, I want to be a czar. An emperor of Russia before 1917. Okay, maybe I don't want to be a czar. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go with. Uh, I mean, King's easy. I, I take back Czar, and I'm just gonna be uh, <laughs> the the only citizen. How about that? Just citizen. Okay. Citizen. So you're, you're one. No one else is admitted to your country, Brad. <laughs> no one else is admitted. <laughs> is that that's right. So you're that's the right. only citizen. Number yes. Top Brad, boundaries. Top Brad. Number one Brad. That's right. I <laughs> yeah. would be. A, I would have to go Duke. I just feel like that's Duke. Who, yeah. yeah. Oh, good one. All right. So speaking of blue, the Titans have their wide receivers practicing batting down bad passes to avoid interceptions does this mean they have absolutely no faith in will levis we'll start with you jesse yep (laughs) uh good teams though i don't think the chiefs are doing that (laughs) i don't think the jets are doing that no uh wow batting down pat you know what i actually like it though because, look, Vrabel's a hardo down in Tennessee. Vrabel is no nonsense down there. And if Vrabel wants to send a message to his quarterback saying, step your game up, he's going to say, you know what? These receivers, if you think that pass is bad, just knock it down. Don't pretend like this is going well for whoever's throwing you the ball. If it's bad, swat that thing down. Tell him no dice, throw it again. I love it. I hate it. I think that is ridiculous. Seriously, imagine being the... What a joke. Imagine being the quarterback watching that. You'd be like, I, okay, clearly there's no confidence in me here. And think, take that to any other business. That's like It's like us prepping for, okay, what are we going to do when Alex G plays the wrong clip? Like when he just clearly messes up. Because we need to be prepared yeah. for that. No, I, like I, We need to be so prepared for that. We need to take valuable time out of our day to make sure that we are ready. I love it. I had a, I had a professor. Which you would never a, do, Alex. A journalism right class in college. I had a professor who, if you got a fact wrong for a name or a spelling, 
she would give you an automatic zero and throw it in the garbage. That's the Ooh. equivalent of just swatting it away. In journalism, you got to get facts right. And wow. if you couldn't get a fact right, you got a zero. Then your writing style and everything were critiqued from there. But Ooh. if you got it wrong, bang, zero. I get bet, it right. I bet you never, you never traced words and uh, spelling and grammar so much so than that class. That's why I get so frustrated when people apply for jobs and they address me with an I in my name. Like, oh. hey, get it right, dude. That's right. Ooh, I did that once. Not my <laughs> proudest moment. Not to you, Jesse, of course. Uh, anyway, we've got time for one more. Pete Davidson is going to be the voice of an Autobot in the upcoming Transformers films. Uh, is there a goofier person that we could have found to be an Autobot? We'll start with you, Brad. Man, they're really reaching for for voice overtures <laughs> then. If, what is this, Transformers, like, 10? Uh, I mean, boy. What was the guy... Who was the guy that was Iago in Aladdin? Gilbert Godfrey? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Now, that would be an absurd. <laughs> Could you imagine a Transformer talking like that? Get over here, Megatron! <laughs> so that, I mean, that's a short, short list, though. But Gilbert Godfrey has to be on it. Uh, today is National Donald Duck Day. Oh. Celebrating one of the great, uh, great. side Disney characters of all time, of course, in the, in the Mickey Mouse family there. If Donald Duck was the voice of a uh, Transformer, is anybody taking that? Like, really, any of it? Like, Goofy? Is anyone taking yeah. He's up there, like, doing the... Like, It'd be like a Transformer that's, like, short-circuiting, you yes. know? Like, not operating as it should. Uh, like, SpongeBob? Like, the thing smashes something and goes... Da, da, da. Like, you know, there's a lot of options here, but... Uh, uh, Donald Duck on National Donald Duck Day is my official vote for the most ridiculous-sounding Transformer voiceover. David's really it, it, versatile did, actor. I'll did you that. see that they recently ranked the top 100 uh, best Disney songs of all time? I did not. No. This sounds like something what, I would what really What was enjoy. first? They did. Uh, number one was like just an old, like the Mickey Mouse theme song or whatever. Uh, like, it, was, okay. it was a classic. Yes. But uh, they had three Donald Duck movie Songs, or it might have been goofy in, in mixed in there, but That's that was ridiculous. that was wild. Um, Elsa's yeah. "Let It Go" top three as well. Of it, course, it, course. it felt like they really dropped like the ball on that. Yeah. But you know who didn't drop the ball today? Brad Norman. No, my man. A lot of lot of butt kissing, and that was you know it helped. <laughs> he dominated Nortland. I will. That's that. correct. Like, I think we were That's pretty correct. even throughout, but Nortland was a runaway. Yeah. Uh, Donald, what is this from Tim in Oregon? Donald Duck rules for absurd comical geniuses. Absurd comical geniuses. That's deep. Like, who else is even in that list? He's, I, I will say, I mean, Donald Duck, great character. Very unique. I mean, this is like, think about when Donald Duck was... The idea of him was invented, right? <laughs> Having like a short temper, kind of crazy, like talking funny, like that was that was pretty like trailblazing stuff for Walt Disney. You got to give Donald Duck his respect. No pants, <laughs> no <laughs> pants. Pushing boundaries. Seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. It is day one of the AmFam Championship on Donald Duck Day. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman in for Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the twenty twenty three AmFam Championship. Want to circle back to some of the texts that are rolling in? We had a great Badgers conversation. Talk about the. 2024-2025 schedules that were unveiled yesterday. Brad says if the Badgers reach three Big Ten championship games, that will be considered a successful 
decade over a 10-year span. Three Big Ten championship appearances over the span of a decade. How do you answer that question? How many Big Ten championship appearances with no divisions? It's going to be tougher than it has been for the Badgers. With no divisions, how many is the minimum to say that it's been a successful decade for Wisconsin football? 844-770-3776. Your responses with calls, texts, and tweets on the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter feed at Jim and Matt. That's next on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Come on, swing. Religion Hamilton on a Friday at the AmFam Championship presented by Coors Light. In for Jim and Matt, Jesse Delson, Brad Dortman, live from University Ridge Golf Course. And day one of the 2023 AmFam Championship. When the mountains are blue, Brad Dortman, you know what to do. Crush a Coors Light. As so many are doing out here at the AmFam Championship on a beautiful Friday. Could not ask for a better afternoon to enjoy one of Madison's signature events. And I'm sure many of the fans here at University Ridge, as the round comes to its close, getting ready to head down to Bree Stevens Field, check out Tyler Hubbard from mm. Florida Georgia Line and uh, the AmFam Championship concert right across from our Everlight Solar Studio at Bree Stevens Field, downtown Madison tonight. And then you got the Celebrity Foursome tomorrow and then Championship Sunday. What an amazing weekend at the AmFam Championship at University Ridge Golf Course in Madison. Brad, your first time at this event, and you know that this has been just incredible and you couldn't have asked for a better day. I'm blown away. I really am. I've never seen University Ridge come alive like this. I've been here out a ton of times and it's just so cool to see all the action all the excitement um you know the buzz here is just you can feel it and and that fact that the party continues tonight watching uh tyler hubbard and then continuing through the weekend for an exciting finish it's it's i've heard about this for a long time and um I'm almost sad to say I, I wish I would have come a whole lot earlier because this is a great event and I'm having a blast and it's just so cool to see this event take place in Madison. Um, how lucky are we to have an event like this? 844-770-3776, the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line, your way into the show. Also Twitter at Jim and Matt at ESPN Madison. As we ask you talking some Badger football with a host of ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, a host of the Great Dane Huddle, Brad Nortman in for Matt Hamilton today. I'm calling myself in for Jim then, so <laughs> right. it feels like it adds up. Uh, let's check the text, 844-770-3776. If you missed it, top of this hour, we're talking about the Badger schedule coming up. No divisions in the Big Ten starting next year, not this coming season, the one after that, 2024. So when USC, UCLA, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all these teams that have been so good in the Big Ten or in their other conferences for so many years are in, suddenly doesn't matter if you win the West. That is no more. you got to be top two to get to Indianapolis in the Big Ten championship game. Brad Nortman, former Badger, played in the first Big Ten championship game ever played. Mm -hmm. One of the pivotal plays in that Big Ten championship game helped win it, really. That's right. That's right. Game ceiling, some might say. Game ceiling roughing the punter or whatever. That <laughs> yeah, was. Running, running into the punter. Into, running, running into, into the punter. But it was into. enough. It, it got was to enough. the first down. That's right. Uh, he says three Big Ten championship appearances for Wisconsin football will be a successful decade. What do you say? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. And I say that because as I dwell more on it, 
Look, in order to get to the Big Ten Championship game under the new format, and I'm saying three, not including this coming year, right? Yes. Because it's still, yeah. the, it's still the old format. They can win the yep. West this year. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's not counting. Because you have to go probably undefeated, maybe one loss. Maybe one loss. Two losses, you're going to be out, right? There's just no chance, unless a rare, rare event happens where there's multiple weird losses and upsets. But you have to go probably undefeated, maybe one loss. I mean, we've only done that. Once a decade, twice 2017. a decade. 2017. That's right. The one mean, that comes to mind. The, the, we lost one my uh, junior year. We I think we had one loss going into the Rose Bowl. So we won the Big Ten, obviously no Big Ten championship game. We had one loss that season. So it's just it's so hard to do, and you're increasing the caliber of opponent. So when I say my expectation is one, I expect an absolutely elite, undefeated, maybe one loss team once in this upcoming decade. And if we get three... That is outstanding. I, I think that should be incredibly celebrated. That that seems like a high bar to hit, especially for the new talent. But, hey, I, I think we're equipped for it. I think Coach Fickle at the helm is the man we need, and, and I'm ready to see it happen. I think some people on Twitter haven't understood the assignment uh, at ESPN Madison. Uh, it will be a successful decade for Badgers football if they reach blank Big Ten championship games in the next ten years. The first two responses both say six, and one of them says dismal competition. No, I love that. I I, love that energy. Let's keep it going. It is either blind confidence in Coach Fickle and the squad, or you don't understand that there's not going to be a Big Ten West anymore. And I tend to think it's probably the second of those two options. Maybe some people think six is they should be in more than half of the Big Ten championship game. Fight! Fick has his <laughs> Fick has his work cut out for him, man. Oh boy, here we go. If that's where expectations are now. Holy smokes! Uh, let's go to Mike the Postman on the text line eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Great fan of Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Even with no Rutledge or no Hamilton, Jesse and Brad. Faithful today. listener. Mike says two Big Ten championships seems right. Badgers at a glance seem somewhere between the third and sixth best team in the conference. This trend will probably continue at best three, at worst zero, unfortunately, and that's about Big Ten championship appearances. I'd say that's incredibly balanced. I totally agree with that. And, you know, it's just it's hard to compete each year with the way that these elite programs rebuild. Talking about Ohio State, Michigan, now USC, even Penn State and UCLA in that conversation. So we should compete for it, and there's going to be years where we make it happen, but but it is a hard ask, and it's, it's going to get even harder. So aside from Ohio State, what team do you think is going to end up in that championship game the most over the next 10 years? Mm, I'm going to go with USC. I think USC with uh, Lincoln Riley, if he mm-hmm. stays there and he builds that thing up to be what Pete Carroll had it at years ago, USC can consistently be in that Big Ten championship. I, I think Lincoln Riley at the coach, he's had success wherever he's gone. It looks like he's not interested in going anywhere else. They have the most uh, potential as far as luring top uh, recruits in, in California and if they're continuing to rebuild. I mean, initially I thought Michigan, but I'm not so sure about Michigan. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if Harbaugh is going to be there in I mean, not even 10 years. Yeah. Let's talk about like three or four years. He, he's always putting feelers out to the NFL. And if he leaves, he's sort of the pulse of that whole program. So I would say USC would be the one that I'm thinking. Like, it's going to be a USC, um, Ohio State 50% of the time. I, I do think we've slept on Penn State because of the divisional situation. Okay. 
and with Penn State kind of being buried with Michigan and Ohio State being on the tear that they've been on the last two or three years, Penn State is consistently a nine or ten win team. Yeah, they're they're just above Wisconsin in the tiers of Big Ten programs. I think right now. I'd agree. Now Wisconsin could easily, as they did in the middle part of the two twenty tens, there Wisconsin passed them after Penn State was dealing with the probation and the bouncing back. But since twenty eighteen. Penn State's been a better program than Wisconsin. So what I would say is Penn State was probably the biggest beneficiary of no divisions, and they don't have any protected games each year. Interesting. They don't have to play Ohio State every year. They don't have to play Michigan every year. They don't have any of those. So they'll get a a year where they have a favorable schedule. They'll get a year where they have a horrible schedule. But they'll also have some favorable years that they can capitalize on and get into that game that other teams won't be able to say. That's interesting. They have no protected games. And I guess when you think about it, there's no... Um, inherent rivalry there because they actually yeah. did. They joined the Big Ten in '94, yeah, right? Michigan pretty... State is their closest. They've, they've yeah. played them in the final week most years. There's a trophy there, but they don't play. They didn't, and that's not considered, you know, among the other great rivalries in the conference. One of the games I look forward to most is the Penn State Ohio State game each year. That, so there's something about that game that just feels like there's always a ton of buzz. There's always a lot on the line. So the fact that they'll go some years where that game isn't played is kind of a bummer, but. Um, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Penn State is, is kind of a sleeping giant. All right, uh, more texts coming in. Tier 1 Tyler, my buddy. Tier 1 Tyler. Tier 1 Tyler. He's great. Uh, he texts in. Thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, if we make seven appearances and lose all seven, that's a failure. Interesting. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think it's only a success if we win it once. So he says... To so be it with any of the appearances in the Big Ten Championship. Wow. Championship mindset only from one of my friends who I won't claim right now based on the <laughs> face you're giving me. He says, doesn't matter how many times you make it. If you don't ever win it, it doesn't matter. Wow. I don't agree with that, Brad. I, I disagree. Uh, what's your, you're the former Badger. You tell me what you think of the fan base thinking that. Well, Tyler's the, as big a Badger fan as anybody. Hey, I respect that viewpoint. I respect the winning mentality. I love that out of Tier 1, Tyler. I just think if if you went seven times and lost all seven times, that means you're going undefeated or one loss into it each time. And with the new college football playoff format, you're probably getting into the playoff, which I think is another major hurdle for the Badgers. I would love to see them get into the, the college football playoff. Out of 10 years, maybe four times, something like that, maybe five at most. Um, so I think if you're going to the Big Ten Championship game, you're in the college football playoff. So if I'm, if I'm hearing that we're going seven times, I'd say that's a great success. The, the one time, boy, you're risking nine years of trash then too, which I would not call a good decade. 844-770-3776. We'll take a look at a few more responses as we wrap up next, live from University Ridge in the 2023 AmFam Championship. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman in for Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Think about it. There must be a higher love. Down in the heart or hidden in the stars above. Ah, Jim and Matt should be here to hear this music on a Friday. Not the same without them. Don't invite them. This is us. This is our time. (laughs) Nelson and Nortman on a Friday at the AmFam Championship. One of the best days of the year. Matt Hamilton's golfing in South Carolina in a pro-am. Jim Rutledge, I don't know. He was here earlier. I don't know where he is now, but he was enjoying the day at the AmFam Championship. Crushing a Coors Light. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman holding it down with Alex G., our producer in the Everlight Solar Studio. 
It's Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Brad Norman, when the mountains are blue, you know what to do. That is crush a Coors Light, and which sounds so good right we're now. We're going to do that <laughs> in about five minutes here at University Ridge as they are wrapping up round one at the AmFam Championship. Steve Stricker in the mix. He's been hot, and he's a couple of strokes back of the course record of 10 under set by Justin Leonard today. 10 under course record for the AmFam Championship, I should say. That is not, I don't know of anybody who has shot better than that ever at University Ridge, so I can't tell you if it's an actual course record. I can tell you it is an AmFam Championship single round record according to the AmFam Championship itself. Nobody has done better in a single round than 10 under from Justin Leonard today. Quite the day. and I think I need to edit my scores up to, fit, to <laughs> compete with these golfers out here. I think I need more strokes. Uh, we do have our poll question, which is really a fill-in-the-blank question on the Jim uh, uh, at Jim and Matt at ESPN Madison, uh, the Iron Jock fill-in-the-blank question as opposed to a poll question because it's Nelson and Dortmund and we do what we want. Uh, how many wins? Nope. How do I ask this question? How, uh, in the next decade, how many Big Ten championship appearances would make you feel like Wisconsin football has had a successful decade, remembering the fact that the East and West are going away after next year, after this coming season? So starting in 2024, it's just the top two teams are going to be in the Big Ten championship game. Sean and Madison, three would be outstanding, expecting one, better competition coming, plus Ohio State, Michigan reload too well to ever count out. It's pretty fair. Spot on. And that goes back to what we uh, heard earlier from one of our texters, Mike of the Postman, who said, Wisconsin kind of feels like where they've been in the Big Ten. They're in that three to six mix on the given year. Like Michigan and Ohio State are up here. Then you got you know, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. In any given year, you kind of look at those three as the next group. And now USC could probably be in that mix also. One more from Chris. Two times in the Big Ten Championship would be successful, says Chris. Just a little lower than the three that you said, Brad. And I would agree with that. It's just it's going to be such a heavy lift to do this more than a couple times because you need all the right ingredients to come together. But, um, you know, think about the year that when it does happen. You're talking about playing in an elite conference, going undefeated or one loss, and you are going trailblazing right toward the college football playoff. Man, it... If we just had a handful of those in the upcoming decade, what a decade that would be. That would be so thrilling, and the Badgers will have arrived in the Luke Fickle era. AmFam Championship concert tonight at Bree Stevens Field. Celebrity foursome tomorrow. What a day, what a weekend in Madison. Thanks for joining us today. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Alex Strope and Colin Russo next on Scalzo and Brust, live from University Ridge. Don't go anywhere.